Well, hello and welcome, boys and girls, and all friends out there that we have. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. This is the Coco and Dolls podcast. We do real reviews, and we're real people. That we are. I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dolls. And golly gosh whiz, what have we got going on here now, Coco, for this particular episode of the podcast? Well, the reason why Dolls called you a friend, listener, is because in this episode, we're reviewing Friends the Reunion. No, really, we are. <laughs> Which, it stunned me when Daltz told me he wanted to watch this, because Daltz no. does not like Friends. No, I I never said that at all. <laughs> this was not my idea. So I was like, really? You actually want to watch this? And he did, so sure. Because I figured it would be cheap downloads. It'd be easy clicks for people. Don't give away the game, pal. <laughs> Come on. So, Friends the Reunion... I'm sure you know what we're talking about, but just in case you don't, Friends was a sitcom. It ran on NBC from 1994 to 2004, starring Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, Matthew Perry, and David Schwimmer. They are the six titular friends. Uh, It's been 17 years since the show went off the air. Wow. And HBO Max just paid like $425 million to get the streaming rights to Friends away from Netflix. HBO Max is now, I believe, your exclusive home for Friends. And to celebrate this, they paid each of the six Friends $2.5 million to spend a day on set reminiscing. So this is an hour and 43 minute special. It's kind of a mishmash mm-hmm. of just the six of them. Like they're doing some table reads of old episodes. Mm-hmm. They're just sitting around talking about old times. Uh, there's also some bloopers, some outtakes. At one point, they are on the Central Perk couch in front of the fountain, and James Corden is kind of moderating. They take some questions from an audience. There are also uh, some talking head scenes with the creators and the writers. There's also scenes of uh, like Reese Witherspoon and David Beckham, some like celebrity super fans talking about what the show meant to them. There's also a really... Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck makes an appearance. Some of the um, guest stars do make appearances. Magnum P.I. There's also... Not in the Magnum Booty shorts, unfortunately. (laughs) Not at 79 years old or whatever he is. Right. There's also a really long extended scene of just random normal people around the world talking about what friends means to them. Mm -hmm. So... I think that about covered it. Did yeah. that cover adults? Yeah, and the set recreations they did, yeah. you know, right down to the cookie jar and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so I, uh, I think you're throwing it to me, Coco. So I'm going to talk a little bit about yeah, yeah, go for my it. Uh, history with this show. Is that so? At the time when this show was in its heyday, I had a girlfriend who watched it all the time, and so I did the boyfriend thing and sat on the couch beside her. You and, mean like you're still doing now? <laughs> and watched Friends and. <laughs> So in those days, you didn't have phones or anything, so I had to actually watch it. I couldn't, like, pretend to watch it and then check my phone on the side. <laughs> like you do now. Like I do now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I couldn't do that, so I actually had to watch it. And I despised this show. I thought it was the, the worst pap that ever floated to the top of the TV surface. I just thought it was the worst. All these impossibly beautiful people having impossibly beautiful lives, somehow not having jobs that they really had to work at at all, and yet were able to afford beautiful apartments in New York City. The flip side to that is they were definitely the antithesis of Seinfeld, in which case you had all these completely 
horrible people interacting with each other who clearly hated each other, <laughs> clearly hated the world, and just made fun of everybody. And were it was just the most savage bunch of people. So there was a really interesting balance there, watching Seinfeld and watching Friends. Um, so that's my history of this show. So just to give you a little bit of background, people, on what I thought of it. This uh, reunion, I thought, well, this will be something interesting we can talk about and we can we can uh, review it for the listener because the listener might want to be uh, made aware of this, whether they should invest two hours of their time in the Friends reunion. And I actually enjoyed the heck out of this. He did. I can I, I can confirm. He did laugh several times. I, and uh, I felt actually uh, uh, interested in their lives, the, the actors' lives, and it was interesting wow. to see them be all melancholy. Now, maybe it was a little bit of nostalgia mm-hmm. because it's a throwback to that era of my life. Um, and the looking at all the fresh-faced actors and what they look like now. And by the way, I think this should actually be called Friends, the Botox years. Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox, please stop screwing with your faces. I didn't even recognize Courtney Cox. I'm like, who's the brunette? It's like, oh, that's Courtney Cox. It's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. What happened to her? <laughs> Friends of plastic surgeons, I guess. She, at the end of the show, I thought she was just stunningly beautiful. Like once she got past the first three seasons mm-hmm. or so and got rid of like the bad 80s and 90s hairdos, <laughs> like she was just stunningly gorgeous. Well, and- all three of the women in that show were just the most amazing, beautiful women in the world. And then there's these three schlub guys that were like, how did they end up like... Ross, he was, he was, he was one of the reasons that I hated the show. He's like, just with the puppy dog eyes and the weepy face. It's like, get out of here with that. Like, just where, where are your stones, man? Like, come on. He was like, oh, I, my heart is broken. And then uh, I also I liked Matthew Perry uh, because he's uh, born Half of Canadian, Canadian yeah. born of Canadian parents. I found out uh, reading up on this before the uh, the podcast that he was actually born in the states, but his parents were Amer- uh, Canadian. Um, so I, all along, I thought he was Canadian, but anyway, uh, and then Matt LeBlanc, uh, I always kind of liked him. He was the goofy, you know, I've got friends like him, you know, this guy on the mm-hmm. side kind of thing, not really the full friend, but kind of the half friend. And, uh, I could relate to him and actually he was, he was the best. He was really funny. He was the most sincere and most genuine and authentic of all these guys. He seemed like he was just not affected by stardom at all. He's just like <laughs> the same guy. Just like, hey, how you doing? You know, like that was, that's Matt <laughs> LeBlanc. So anyway, I talked about what I thought about it. What did you think, Coco, of this special, The Friends Reunion or Union? Friends the Reunion. Friends the Reunion. Yeah. So I, I liked Friends. I didn't love friends mm-hmm. but i i really liked it but that's because i'm a little bit younger than Dalt. so mm-hmm. friends was huge when i was in college and you know we were just a little bit younger than the friends mm-hmm. so we could even though we couldn't relate to living in new york and you know working at ralph lauren or whatever like just being with your friend group all the time that was really relatable to us Mm -hmm. because this is the 90s when you're not on your phone all the time like you're actually with people and you're talking to people Mm -hmm. and relating to people so i didn't come at this with the sort of vitriol that (laughs) that dalts did like i wanted to see i wanted to see this but i wasn't rushing to watch it on day one i just figured like oh well you know you know someday when it's really raining or the weather's crappy Mm -hmm. or i feel under the weather like i'll i'll save it for then um, and then Dalts wanted to watch it, so I was shocked, and I said, sure. I I did enjoy this more than I thought I was going to. I read some not flattering reviews of mm-hmm. it beforehand. Mm-hmm. There are 
some things that we could have done away with James Corden. Like, right, yeah. you know, that guy, I don't understand how that guy gets work because nobody seems to actually like him and he doesn't actually do a good job. And he didn't add anything to this And he at all. didn't add anything at all. Um, the we, best parts were actually when the all the actors were talking amongst themselves. Yeah, totally. Like it just just throw them on the set for 12 hours, put some cameras on there and that's it. That's mm-hmm. what I would have wanted to see. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the celebrity interviews. Like I don't care what David Beckham thinks about friends. <laughs> right. How is that it, relevant? Yeah. Um, but some of the, some of the stuff was really cute though. Like they had a fashion show with some of the iconic outfits, like Rachel's bridesmaid outfit from, uh, Barry and Mindy's wedding. So mm-hmm. they did have a fashion show with some people walking in those outfits. And they did have like a trivia contest like they did in the episode where Monica oh, yeah. and Rachel lose the apartment. Yeah. Um, that was funny. Yeah. So some of that stuff was cute. But then there was other stuff that was just clearly filler. I'm like, if you're going to have almost two hours, why not just have it of the friends? And I enjoyed them talking to the creators and the writers as yeah. well and yeah. talking about sort of the behind the scenes, like, this is how we made some choices for, like, they didn't know that Monica and Chandler were going to get married. They were like, oh, maybe this could just be like a fun, like, couple episode, one-nighter storyline, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And then the audience responded to it, so they kept it going. So there were, I enjoyed it for the nostalgia, but it's kind of like when Coming to America came out like I'm glad they did just a reunion and not a movie because you're not going to be able to make a movie that everybody's going to love because people look back on something they have so much nostalgia around it that it's never going to be you know 100% pleasing so I'm glad they did this instead of a movie like coming to America did Mm -hmm. but with coming to America at the end of the day I still overall mostly enjoyed it because of just like the nostalgia, seeing all mm-hmm. those characters again and stuff. And it was the same with this, even though there are things that I would have cut out and there are things that I wish we could have seen more of, like the bloopers and the outtakes and stuff. I still overall enjoyed it because we did learn some new information mm-hmm. and, you know, it was just fun to kind of like revisit like that time too. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, some of the scenes where they showed uh, portions of the episodes and then they kept the cameras running after they said cut. Mm -hmm. And so then you would see the actors interacting and you'd see some of the things that they were doing and Mm -hmm. you'd see them hugging and you'd see them convincing and stuff like that. Like I really like that kind of like behind the scenes sort of stuff that the way they did that and the way they were uh, like some of the some of the things like when Matt LeBlanc threw his shoulder out in that one scene, like right. he was he was a klutzy guy apparently on the on the set, and then one time he he stumbled into the chair and threw his shoulder out, and then there was parts like that that were very interesting, like you said, Coco, like things that I learned that I probably it was, it was better than a the making of Friends or something like that. You know, it was really kind of interactive, and it was we didn't really have there was no like. Now, Jennifer Henderson is a big star and has been nominated for this award. Like, there wasn't mm-hmm. anything talking about how each individual had done since the show. It was all about right. within the context of the show. So I thought that was also very interesting, too. Um, and I, I wonder what what should we talk about with Matthew Perry? Is there anything appropriate there? Or Yeah, I... So I, in the reviews that I read beforehand, I did read a lot, you know, and people watched the trailer and I didn't watch the trailer, but they mm-hmm. said, um, you know, he slurred his speech a lot and he just didn't look unwell. And, you know, he struggled with addiction, which is understandable. I mean, you have meteoric fame and wealth mm-hmm. when you're like 25 years old. I mean, that's going to do a number on you. Um, his reps came out after all that chatter started and said oh he had an emergency dental procedure the morning of the show and 
I kind of rolled my eyes at that. I'm like, sure. Mm-hmm. Just like all those people who get, you know, hospitalized for exhaustion, right? Mm-hmm. But then we actually watched it and there was something weird going on with his mouth area. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe he actually did have an emergency mm-hmm. dental procedure. And because this thing took so long to come together mm-hmm. because of the pandemic and everything, like they couldn't postpone it, mm-hmm. you know, like. His teeth were definitely glowing in the night. I don't know. You could see his teeth like across the room every time he cracked his mouth. So so I hope he actually did have a dental procedure. And, and is not suffering in some other way. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I thought that uh, seeing how everybody looks, they really don't look all that different. I mean, minus the Botox, uh, I would be interested to see what they look like. But they're actually, you know, they're they're still the people that you think they would be, except for Courtney Cox. David Schwimmer and Lisa Kudrow pretty much look exactly the same as right. they did when the series went off the air. Yeah. So that you know, there's no mistake in them at all. Yeah. So overall, Coco, what do you say? Is this uh, is this worth watching? Do you have to be a, f- a fan of Friends to watch this? I mean, I think it's going to help. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> do you think some people even remember who Friends are, or or does everybody know who Friends are? Everybody knows who Friends are. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like Friends is huge with Gen Z, which I'm like, you aren't even born. Mm-hmm. when this came on the air like or gen z like how do you even relate to this whatsoever this is pre-cell phone this is basically pre-internet you <laughs> right, know like right. how why do you like this so much right. like you can't really this is like me watching rawhide or whatever you know <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the second rawhide uh, reference, reference we've today. had today yeah, yes. totally. <laughs> you don't want to know the first one listener bum bum now they think we're talking about like porn or something. Uh, so uh, I think one of the reasons that I didn't, I just thought of this. I think one of the reasons I didn't like it in the in the early days when it was on is because I had a lot of friends in those days. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of young friends and we were sort of in that ballpark area of like working and trying to make a living mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I had a lot of really good looking friends. They're all, you know, old and crusty now, but, um, you know. and, and as, it, as it happens. And they're yeah. not listening, so that's okay. Um, but... Uh, in the day, like I, I couldn't relate to it because it was so impossible. It's like this, this is not the way friends interact. You know, they're not like this. I have friends and clearly they're not like that. And so I think that was another reason that I was just like, this is not relatable at all. And of course I was looking for something relatable in those days on TV because you couldn't stream anything. You couldn't find something. It was just like, this is what you're watching. <laughs> right, totally. <laughs> and if you miss it when it airs, you miss it forever. <laughs> You are never going to see this episode again. You're not going to know if Ross and Rachel get together. Like, sorry, pal. Especially if your VCR doesn't, you know, the programming doesn't (laughs) work and you like tape the hour later or whatever it happens to be. Or if like the power goes out. Right, you're screwed. (laughs) So did you watch the last ever episode of Friends? I did. Yes, I did. I went. Did you cry? Oh, yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah, I went through phases with Friends. Like I watched the first two or three seasons like very religiously. And then I went like a season or two without watching Mm -hmm. it. And then I watched a couple seasons. And then I watched, I didn't watch like a season. And I I pretty much watched the final two seasons because we knew it was coming to an end. Mm -hmm. Um. Because, I mean, it had been on the air for 10 years, and they were they were all tired of doing it. That was when you used TV as a springboard to movie stardom, and they right. all wanted to go on to make movies. You right. know, they were kind of tired of doing the same thing for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I do remember an interview at the time. The ninth season was supposed to be the last. And at the 11th hour, you know, they negotiated as a group. The six act- actors did. And NBC was freaking out because... Friends was kind of, it had gotten its groove back and it was getting like massive ratings and NBC didn't really have anything that could replace it and Mm -hmm. they didn't want to lose that cash cow. So at the 11th hour, 
NBC just threw like truckloads of money at these six to get them to come back for a 10th season. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, okay, sure. It's just one more year or whatever. You're, you know, going to be making like $25 million an episode or whatever they were making. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. And uh, I remember an interview with like one of the writers or producers who was pissed because they had the final season the ninth season all mapped out and they knew how it was going to end and like all the storylines were set and then suddenly now oh Mm -hmm. now we have to come up with like a whole new season of storylines we've got to drag out the ending for like another year you know what what are we going to do so can i ask a question yeah was it serial was it sequential uh, some of them were. Some of them were. Yeah, okay. some of them were. But I don't remember that being... I, th- I remember just dropping in and watching one and like, oh yeah, and then I'd drop in three weeks later and be like, mm-hmm. nothing had changed. Yeah. It was no- just a different skit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, some of them definitely were. Okay. Um, so, and I was going to say something. So this is how they they, re- they derailed that last season? Yeah. Um, that was another thing. Um, this is not any kind of hard-hitting investigative journalism. Like, they didn't ask no. Matthew Perry about... Hey, why are you slurring? You know, there was no sort of downside of stardom type thing. And mm-hmm. they did take audience questions. And one lady said, is there anything you didn't like? And James Corden was just like, way to keep it positive. <laughs> and I was just like, bro. like <laughs> That's actually not that negative. It could have gotten a lot negative. Yeah, more it, negative. it really could have gotten negative. And the only thing anybody said was David Schwimmer hated working with Marcel the monkey. Right. Like, which we've known for 25 years. Right. Because... And it's not like the monkey is going to be like in the papers the next day. Right. Well, Schwimmer was no piece of cake either. Sources close to Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> said he always had the cold shoulder yeah. for the monkey. Yeah, refute, you know, running his grub filled hands through Schwimmer's hair, you know, or whatever. Like, so this is, this is purely a puff piece. Yeah, Like, yeah. this is not... But you this know, is what everybody wants a, yeah. associated with friends, right? Yeah, exactly. You don't want to hear something bad associated with nostalgia from your childhood or right. before you were even born. Friends, the addiction years. Right, totally. And I mean, if you're getting paid $2.5 to come sit on a set for 10 hours, you know that HBO Max doesn't want you to talk about... <laughs> The struggles and the addiction issues. Right. Like, yeah, that was another thing, actually. Matthew Perry said that he did feel like if he didn't get a laugh, he was going to die. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the closest thing that, yeah, right. you know, he came to with that. So, Well, and you think about it, like who Matthew Perry and Matt LeBlanc are probably the only two of the, f- of the six who didn't really have a significant movie career after Friends, right? Well, David Schwimmer really didn't. But he was in the OJ thing. He was really good in the OJ thing. Yeah, he thing. was really good in the And OJ he's been thing. in a couple of other things yeah. too. But yeah, like Jennifer Aniston. Well, Courtney Cox, I guess, didn't really do much either, did she? Yeah, not... Uh, they've they've done stuff, mm-hmm. but nothing has been as like zeitgeisty as Friends. Right. And, you know, yeah, well, Jennifer Aniston is the only one who really has like tabloid fame and that's mm-hmm. because she was married to brad pitt so well, she's also been in a quite a few she's been in quite a good few movies things. and yeah. she was in office space so we got to give her yeah she was in that. office space and she was also in that apple tv plus series that i watched that you watched and the morning show and as soon as Daltz got done watching it he was just like what did jennifer aniston do to her face <laughs> like <laughs> it's the same thing i like when i looked at courtney cox it's like I had to squint. I was like, who? Is that really? I, what happened? They were so beautiful. And why did they go and mess it up? I don't know. I mean. Hollywood. Yeah. I 
I don't understand it, but at the same time, if you're in that kind of industry, yeah. I can see yeah. how it would get to you. But I, I guess the thing that I'm wondering about is like Courtney Cox really trying that hard to get work. Like she's trying so hard, she's got to get a bunch of work done to her face. Like I, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. Who am I to say? I'm not. I'm not really an actor, <laughs> even though I play one. Oh no! Wait a minute. That doesn't really work. So what uh, grade would you give friends? Well, see, now I'm all off because I gave the thing that we just reviewed like a six or a seven. And you said I I usually give a seven to everything. So I'd say I'd give this a seven. (laughs) You did enjoy it. I was really surprised. You you had quite a few laughs. And serious, uh, serious laughs, serious chuckles. I was very into it, a lot of it. I like the behind the scenes stuff. I like, yeah. I like Matthew, Matt LeBlanc was, I liked that kind of guy. He was yeah. just goofy and he didn't give a crap about anything. He wasn't buying into the whole star thing. And he's going to like, the thing that he wrote on the back of the set was really funny. I can't say it, <laughs> yeah. but that was just a typical kind of thing. I went number two here. Yeah. That's <laughs> only, like, only a little bit more profane than that. Everybody's writing like, I love you and I can't wait to see you again and I miss you and I love the, you know, These the show. These the best 10 years of my life. This show <laughs> means so much to me and Matt LeBlanc's like, I took a crap here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was really funny too because he said uh, when he realized they were like, the tabloids were going crazy and, you know, they were out of control famous. Like some, you know, LA station had helicopters flying over each of their six houses yeah. and he was like, my roof is a mess. And <laughs> I got a ladder and I went up on the roof. Like you can imagine, you can't imagine any other Hollywood star doing right. that. Like, I went up there and I look and then I had the roofer come by the next day. It's like, yeah, it was so funny. He's like, I waited till the helicopter left and then I got a roof and I, you know, I got a ladder and I went up there. Like it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, I could, I could hang around with Matt LeBlanc. I think, I yeah, think he'd be a fun guy to hang around with. Yeah, me too. Totally. Uh, so what are you giving this out of 26 letters? I'd give it like a B to B minus. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of filler that I think could have, that, that time yeah. could have been better spent. Yeah. So. Overall, worthwhile. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, watch. It, it doesn't, it's an hour and 43 and it doesn't seem like it. Like we actually had to break it up into a couple days because I needed to go to bed last night. I couldn't stay up that late, but like. You could blaze through it. Yeah. You can definitely, the time flies. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of time flying, let's try to wrap this up. Coco, anything else to uh, offer on this fine thespian exercise? Friends, colon, the reunion? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, listener. We appreciate it. And if you ever want to hang out down at the coffee shop, let us know. I need coffee every minute of every day. So I'm there. Uh, For another episode of the podcast, I'm not Coco. And I'm not dogs.